I was looking for my soul. DJ Chauncey Dodridge gave it back to me. Hi, my name is Dr. Richard Mills, and you are listening to Talk Sex with Deck. Today, I have a very, very, very special guest. If you have been anywhere in the universe of this podcast, you always hear this like chimey, chirpy little uh, little uh, song called 53 Christopher Street, and I have the one and the only Van Hector on the show. Van, is it? Hello. So you know how some people call people um, by their first names? So they'll say um, like Richard Mills or the, do you go, do you like Van, Van Hector or Mr. Hector? Well, it's, uh, you know, it depends what, what, what the relationship is. Um, obviously, um, you know, if if uh, if you're in my bedroom, it's going to be Mister Mr. Hester. Um, Mister Hester. And uh, <laughs> well, well, well. If you're, so you guys if you're in my bedroom, it's Mister Hester. Um, okay. Then uh, the the rest of the time, you could do whatever you want. Um, m- most of my friends just call me Van, and that's fine oh, by me. Well, well, well. We have some exploring to do here. So. <laughs> Um, you know, I know Chauncey, right? DJ yes. Chauncey D, right? And I've known Chauncey for years. Uh, we, you know, he, me and him are huge, like, um, Tori Amos fans. And that's how we became, that's how we became who we are, right? So, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, so very we, interesting. we're like huge Tori Amos fans, and that's how, and then we're like into like these girl musicians, and then I was interviewing him, and he was talking about the single that came out, 53 Christopher Street, and now you guys together, oh my gosh, so just talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, what, so how did the song, okay, one, how'd you get Chauncey up to... Canada. Okay, so for the folks back home, there's like this. So the van, the the folks back home are in the state called Indiana. It's right above, right below uh, Chicago. Below. Hello, Indiana. Hello, Indiana. So for my folks back home, right? So um, there's this place called Canada, right? Where all the drugs come through. You know, it's not through the border of Mexico. They come up through the border of Canada. I don't. Know I know not. I know nothing about that, and wish not discuss it. Sure. So okay. So <laughs> you live in Canada. What part of Canada? All right. So I'm. I'm in Montreal. Uh, I've, I've. I do. I'm. I'm. I, I. I kind of commute. I do back and forth. New York City, Montreal, a little bit Florida. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, and that's kind of that's been my life for the last um, five six years. Mm-hmm. Um, now, getting back to the song because you wanted me to tell you what how I sort of managed. Yeah. Um, so how did you end uh, up? Uh, you know, like how did you end up getting Chauncey, taking Chauncey to up to to, to Canada? Well, you see, the thing is, I I I I walked um, with the uh, with the Stonewall Inn for the fiftieth anniversary. Mm-hmm. We were already friends. Chance and I were already friends. We liked each other quite a lot, and we seemed to um, uh, we seemed mm-hmm. to like uh, a lot of the same music, and that, that's always a good start, you know. Uh, as as you have a friendship with him through Tori, I think that uh, Chance and I, I think we like the same types of boogie sound you know and i yeah. and I, I we really mm-hmm. had a great time together uh, musically comparing uh, you know so mm-hmm. oh, this is one of my favorites for that and it was a, it was a lot of fun um and um and he invited me not only to walk with the stonewall in on the 50th mm-hmm. anniversary but also to sing my my newest release at the time uh, one night during the festivities right and so i i went in there uh, very happy to 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 do something for mm-hmm. the fiftieth anniversary of, of Pride, of course. But um, but something really really um, 
moved me when I was backstage at the Stonewall Inn, mm-hmm. uh, getting ready. You know, that was re- there was I really felt wow, this is it's 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 an it's mm-hmm. it's a historical uh, landmark, but. I, I, maybe it's just my imagination, but I, I, I don't, who cares? I mean, it, I, I almost felt it, you know, I felt the rebellion and it felt yeah. so, I felt so mm-hmm. emotional to be there 50 years later. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was always kind of a dream of mine anyway, as I remember as a kid thinking I'm going to sing there one day. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, you know, I was getting ready to sing and I got very sure. emotional. And when I left that night after the show, I got such a good warm response and the drag queens were singing my song and you know it's just like one of these yeah. things where i was arriving um I, it was almost like arriving home in in a certain way and mm-hmm. um and i left the bar and right away in the middle of the night i texted chance i said you know you know what i'm gonna write a song celebrating the stonewall inn and we're gonna do it on new year's eve And so I did it and, and I wrote and then, and then of course I had to, you know, I had to, um, and then, you know, once I'd written it and, and, um, mm-hmm. and things were all set, I had to um, import Chance and, and bring him to Montreal well, to sing his bit. He was, uh, he was, yeah, he just like, he went, he was like, I'm going to Canada. You know what's something really funny about me and Chauncey? We're both on Tori Amos live recording albums. He's yelling out really? something. At different concerts, different years. But I'm like, oh my God, I'm on a, I'm on a live album. And, and he's on a lot. And that's w- what we share. So I think it's like so amazing that you guys are now... So, like, you guys, you wrote this song. So, if anybody knows, 53 Christopher Street is the location of Stonewall Inn. So, yeah, I, f- I figured, why, you know, what, what, I, was, I, I was actually looking for it. It didn't take very long to write. I really felt inspired. But then mm-hmm. when it came down to what do I want the chorus to be, I was like, you know, it took me about 48 hours. I was walking around and I was like thinking, well, I'll just write the address. That's even funnier, you know, and it's, sure. it's just straight to the point. 53 Christopher Street, there. 53 Christopher Street. Come on, damn it, do you feel the heat? 53 Christmas Street in New York City. 53. Oh, I think it's like so interesting. I'm a songwriter too, right? And mm-hmm. I write these like very like you write pop songs. If I could only be you for a day, I write so many pop songs. Like you're very good at writing pop songs. Well, I write very sad piano songs. <laughs> Right, so. um, I, I can't do that. You see, so it's, it's very, you know, I, I don't, I can't do what you do. So it's, it, you know, sure. we just, I think we just, we, different, different strokes for, you know, for I different mean, folks. I mean, if you need I, a sad one, I'll write you a sad one. No, right? I can't. I can't even sing a damn sad song. It's, it, it can't. I, I, I think that to an extent, uh-huh. even when it's in, tr- in Van uh, has a very huge um, aversion to sadness. I think Van is sometimes violent and sometimes uh, mm-hmm. tragic. But um, I think that, you know, I'm talking about Van not as me, but almost as, like, not almost, as a character. I think that the mm-hmm. character of Van runs away from sadness um, well, you always all the look time. So ha- I have a question about, on your Instagram, there's always these, like, pictures with these backgrounds i know you can't give away the magic of how it goes but i'm like wow he he just um he has such a little like like there's all these like you have a very good there's all these like pictures that you do i don't it's like you in in the trees you and the with these very like interesting backgrounds well this is this year's concept you see i i work uh oftentimes i i've got three three visual artists that I work with, but oftentimes mm-hmm. I work with this girl who lives in France and her name is Anne Lodoire. And I, I'm actually happy to t- tell, tell you guys what her name because you can even look her up on Instagram. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she started off as just being a photographer to me. But now, you see, last year I hadn't, you know, I, I, on, on July 15th, 2020, uh, in New York City, uh, my new album came out and we couldn't do a photo shoot. You see, she mm-hmm. we couldn't. We they were still in confinement, and uh, there was sure. no way to meet up for a photo shoot. So we took 
a photo shoot that I had already done with her. And then I said, oh, you know, make it fun this time. I want to go tropical and colorful because this is a pandemic and we need it to be really happy. Um, so we, we both worked together and, mm -hmm. and, and that's this campaign. I mean, next, next campaign will be t totally different, but um, I, I just thought it fit, it fit the moment. We're so mm -hmm. sad, you know, everything is very gloomy. So I wanted yeah, color. And I, yeah. So do you, do you watch The Handmaid's Tale? Pardon me? The Handmaid's Tale. Do you watch that show? On... I, I, I'm horrible. I don't watch so good. Um, so, many shows. I'm, it's, so, no. it's so good. So the focus is these... Forgive, like, forgive my ignorance. No, I, I it's okay. So they go up to Canada, right? There's all these uh -huh. like, handmaids in the 21st century. All these... The government like falls down. You know, we've got like the Donald Trump president and everything like it collapses and there's this place called Gilead and like all these women they you know their sole purpose is to have babies well they leave the United States and they head up to Canada and that is so Canada is a safe place and I was considering if DJT got back in office I was gonna pack my shit and head up to Canada really yeah. well we, we still welcome you i mean i don't um I you know as i said i'm not i'm not i'm not yeah. i'm not even permanently uh, you know now I'm, I'm really splitting my life uh, between the, but that's what musicians do you know um uh -huh. but uh, but you'll always be welcome i mean sure okay so you know, where you've got are a, you, you got a, you have a friend in montreal now okay so now do you always um have you always lived in montreal um, uh, yeah, well, I grew up in Montreal and I, the, the thing is, the, mm -hmm. the, the reason why I like living, I'm, I'm right downtown and it's fantastic for me because I can walk everywhere, you, you know, no need to have a car or anything. And, um, and I, the, the thing is I have godchildren here. Um, so there's mm -hmm. no way that I'm moving permanently elsewhere so long as there are still children. I mean, I like, I like at least being near them. Mm -hmm. This year I didn't see them much, but I mean, it's just it's 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 some it's important to me. So this is going to be my pied à terre, the way we say in France, um, okay. yeah. okay. uh, for a, quite a long time. Mm -hmm. So yeah. let me. So what what is what is it like for you as a performer now living in you're in Canada, right? <laughs> so it sounds like you do some lots of traveling, and now with COVID, everything's kind of like fucked. Oh, it's been a fucked up year. I mean, it's just been nothing. You know, I've just been, I, uh, I do my push-ups, my sit-ups, and um, I try not to overeat, and I try not to gain weight, and I do my vocal training, and mm -hmm. that's pretty much it. The rest of the time, I wait. Yeah, so, like, it's what? Been, it's been a horrible, well, no, it hasn't been a horrible year. I mean, I can't say that, because I'm not starving, and I don't, I'm not afraid to not have a roof mm -hmm. over my head, so it's not, and I, I didn't get sick, so it's, it's not, you know, it's not horrible, but it has been a very trying year in terms of patience, in terms of keeping optimistic, and just really always hoping for the best, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, that, that's been, it, it has been hard. I, now with the vaccine, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm feeling good about next spring sure so i mean do you feel like now that there's a vaccine like people will be able to go travel like you'll be, like what what is it that you want to do are you wanting to like what what does well, that look like now that well well you were talking about my my song uh, 53 christmas street uh, that we released on new year's eve last year mm -hmm. uh, on uh, at the stonewall inn uh, that was a part of a, a larger project we we did we 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 decided to record a full album, uh, mm -hmm. Chauncey and I, and we wanted to release it this Pride, you know, in Pride 2020. Well, that has that been was postponed. Big, yeah, that was exactly. a big show. So that was mm -hmm. postponed to next Pride. So that, that's, that album that was supposed to come out uh, in June 2020 is coming out in June 2021. And mm -hmm. so what, what are my hopes? Well, my hopes are that I could do what I was supposed to do in 2020 next year. And I think that there's, there's, there are good chances now. I mean, I... I canceled eight trips to New York, one trip to Florida, and 30 dates in the UK this year. Oh my God. So I'm, I'm really, my, my hope would be to, to do all of that in 2021. And I, I think there's a possibility now. I think even in the UK, you mm -hmm. know, I think I might, I might be able to go um, 
if they'll still have me, but you know. Well, let's help. <laughs> Everybody needs to get that shot, okay? It's like going to. It's like if you get the, you know, the syphilis, just you go to the doctor and get a little shot. <laughs> uh, again, uh, you know, you're you're bringing up talk topics that I know nothing about. I don't, what is syphilis? I don't. So, so, okay, I'm not, I'm not familiar. It's, I'm not. <laughs> it's what Donald Trump has, right? So syphilis. If you get it, so when you go get your STI panel, right? You get tested for like <laughs> HIV, you get tested for gonorrhea, chlamydia, and there's this little bug called... I, I know none of these words. I, I'm, not, I'm not familiar. Well, syphilis. Well, we hope that, you know, it, it can happen to No, anybody. I'm playing with you, of course. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, if it gets to stage four, then you go crazy. Well, I think that, <laughs> I think, you know... So what is it like dating men up there in Canada? Like... Oh... I mean, I well, am up where? where what, what are you up where? How do you know? I, I'm, I'm anyone's well, up anywhere. Um, I mean, like, what is all right, it like so, hooking no, um, up? I mean, I don't know. Are you partnered? Are you? I'm notoriously bad at dating. Uh, I'm much better at random sex and having lo- uh, lifelong lovers. Oh, a lifelong lover. Let's talk about. Yeah, that. yeah. I have, so, I have quite a few of those, and I don't, um, and I don't, and I know, I, you know, I'm, I'm still married. I'm, um, I'm married to um, a, a, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful guy who now, um, I, you know, actually, I'm, I'll, I'll bring it back to my music because everything's intertwined for me. Mm-hmm. It's always back to music. Sure, um, my, my, my latest, my latest album was called Love Elastic, because. Uh, he found his dream in another province, you know, and um, mm-hmm. I was I, I and he had of course he had to leave. And I don't believe that love is possessive. I don't think that true love is possessive. And I don't think that true love should ever stop you from becoming your best self ever. And in this case, he needed to go because he needed to take on this challenge. It was an opportunity of a lifetime. And so I was like, hey, you know, true love is elastic. It's not, you know, in the sense that it, it could stretch. It doesn't break, but it's not, it's, you, don't, you don't keep th- those, you know, out of selfishness. You, you should never ask someone to stay for you or, you know. You and know, so I, I said, you, I told him, you have to go. You have to go. Um, mm. and, and now we're, we're best friends. So you're still married. I'm still married. I don't see the point of getting a divorce if, uh, so long as neither of us want to remarry. Sure. Now, girl, if so, no, and, to, and it's a social uh, protection in a way. It's a social protection. Well, right, but you know, if he wants to get divorced, she'd be like, "Over my dead body, you're not getting." No, no, no. I would. I would. I I can't. uh, I know. I know that if he ever wants to have a divorce, Mm -hmm. uh, it's because he's really fallen in love with someone else, and I, I can only be happy for him. Um, And and I don't see myself remarrying ever. God. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. You know, I got married. I'm, 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 just, I'm really a fabulous friend, but I'm no husband. Sure, I you. got married when I was 15. It's a whole other story. <laughs> it's in the book. I love it. Right? Um, I love it. Well, so it sounds like... So, right. So, you're just... It's like a, 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 a good lifetime lover. It, it is. And, I, and I, I don't know about you, but I also feel sometimes that I'm... I'm I, Maybe maybe I belong to another. I, I don't know that I'm not human. I think I'm quite human, but I think that there are different types of humans, and I think that I'm of that species who falls in love with their friends, and, mm. and I think that I, I really feel something close to love towards a few of my good friends, and it seems that uh, that mm. that that need seems to be fulfilled. Um, I don't I don't feel the need to be in a in a relationship. Uh, in a romantic relationship. I mean, I have like very good friends and then I have my regular lovers and, um, mm. and then there's always the Stonewall Inn, right? I mean, there's always the Stonewall. I mean, the things that happened to me in that bathroom. 
up on the Stonewall Inn. <laughs> I will not call it. Oh, good times, good times. Good to- well, you know, I mean, sometimes we got, you know, I think there are those people that they were good. I think everybody has. Well, I think a lot of people do. Where it never worked out and uh, to become like a full-fledged relationship, but maybe it was just like they were a good lover, and you always kept it as good, so that when you know it's like uh, you know it's like two a.m. on a Saturday in the summer, and you're like drunk, and you're like, "Hey, baby, come on over, right?" Yeah, I no. Well, then, then I won't even tell you what I do in those times. I mean, I usually won't call anyone. I'll just go chase. You know, I I, I, mm-hmm. I, I like to hunt. Um, I love to hunt. Um, well, so, but anyway, yeah. let's not even get into that. You were asking. Okay, you were asking about dating in Montreal. I yeah, will tell you one thing. Like, I don't. How was like hooking I, up with like the with COVID and all these situations where like? Very honestly, I didn't, and and I I. Um, I think I had two, two or three encounters uh, during the year. It, it was my, I, I never had a year like that. Uh, good news is it doesn't kill you and you don't die. So, you know, that's one thing. Well, I think if you're young, right, there's your chances are less. But the thing is, is like, so the State Department of Health, the New York Department of Health was like doing these things, like basically saying like glory holes were like a okay because you weren't, you know. Oh, yeah. Like the virus doesn't circulate in urine, please. Well, there's I mean, so what do we do? We're in a pandemic, right? But I just wonder what all these these single men are like running around doing right like what i th- i know that i know that a lot I, I i can tell you that a lot of my 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 friends kept living their sexuality as if everything were normal i made a personal choice not to hook up this year and i didn't well it's like we caught you know it's like setting your intentions for 2020 right like i mean i don't know i'm, I, I'm thinking i you know what i love about life is um experiencing different things mm-hmm. d- different states and i almost saw it as an opportunity i'm not saying i didn't have a, a, a hookup i had three but that's really little in in a year mm-hmm. for someone who used to have seven seven to to 20 a week so um you know that's like it's mm-hmm. it's a change and and i like the change so i thought you know when this hit in march i thought to myself i think i'm going to try out you know celibacy and see how it feels girl you just need to put it was, a- it, was it was it was a very interesting time i i found myself reading more <laughs> okay you know, it's like it's like putting a putting a penny between your knees, girl. Just don't let it drop. And I and actually, I, I realized something else. I oh, that's that was interesting. I realized I don't really enjoy porn so much anymore. So if it's not the real thing, I I, I I'd rather do something else. Isn't that interesting? How our taste changes and the things they do. that we kind of experience they do. really like change. So, folks, you can get you can get exhausted with the pornography, right? So, you know, watch. And I was such a fan, you know. I used to love it, and now I, I found myself at at the. I can't believe I'm actually telling you this, but you well, are a sex you know, doctor. I, so I'm a therapist, right? So Man. I'll tell you. So I, I found myself trying out porn all over again, at, like towards the end of March. I was like, well, since I'm not not having sex might as well watch a little porn and i was just bored i was like oh no i'd, I'd rather wait until i find a real human you know i yeah. was, i took this training and part of my uh sex therapy certification so asect is like the they're like the american association of sex education counselors and therapists and so you have to watch porn and can i tell you the most arousing porn it was heterosexual uh-huh. It was a fe- like so for the folks. If you're not, since nobody can see us, it's like um, it, it was just a video and is of two people's. It was a man and a woman in their face, and they were engaging in mutual masturbation, so solo uh-huh. sex, and it was so like I was like that is a really hot. I I understand that I re- I do I do, but I like never like um produced porn like falcon studios like Mm -hmm. 
I like real, real experiences, right? Right, right, right. I, I, I mean, I, I, I like, I loved everything. I, I mean, I, that's it. Again, I, I, I enjoy having different phases in life, and I think that I went through a falcon phase when I was a teenager, and I then I went. I never did. I never did. It was never my like my. Thing. I, I loved it because it was so polished, and I liked the fact that it was that polished when I did. And then I went on to more natural things, and then I liked that as well. This year I realized I could like live without sex without shooting myself. So that's that's <laughs> without without yeah. killing myself. So I that's mean, pretty good. You know, they have put these like video I think like Grinder was doing a socially responsible thing where they would put like videos where guys could like um interact with other men through like I'm not doing that though but yes I thought that was very very good. I'm not doing that because I am a public person and I'm not going to have uh, you, no 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, girl. Well, nobody needs to come over to your house. So all the boys out there, if you're in Canada, you're not going to be able to, to come on over to Van's house. No, but they don't like me. I, I was going to, I, we, because we talk, we, it's so interesting. We, we jump, you know, from, so I was going to say dating in Montreal for me was never good. Um, mm. They don't like me here. Um, however, um, I always find boyfriends in New York City, in Florida, in um, many places in the world, I, I have like about seven or eight boyfriends at a time. And in Montreal, mm -hmm. it's it's just not my, I don't, I'm, I, I think that they, I have a lot of, I, I have a lot of opportunities for hookups, mm -hmm. but uh, no one wants to date me. And I think that it's very cultural. I Is think that, that I'm- Why I, do you say that? You're just not good at being a dater? Um, oh, some of that is true, but uh, even if I'm not good at being a dater, uh, a lot of people want to date me in Florida, in 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 even in France or in 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 Europe. And even if I'm not, if I'm no good, I still get people wanting me as a boyfriend. Um, and I've never had a boyfriend in Montreal who wasn't uh, from Europe, for instance, or like mm -hmm. uh, rarely. And I think that it has, it's, again, it's cultural. I, I'm French-Georgian to begin with. And mm -hmm. culturally, I don't resonate with the Canadian. Well, you know, sometimes you got to go outside of your zip code. Okay. I, that's it. That's it. That's exactly it. And I think that w precisely what the Canadians don't really like about me is, is actually a quality in New York City. It's a quality to be exotic in New York City. They also. like that about mm -hmm. me. Well, Whereas here, I, it's like, you're weird, man, you know? I also think maybe it's this thing of it's more complicated, right? It's like, uh, it's not easy. It's not like you can just pop out of the screen and head over to somebody's house, right? Well, to, well, I can tell you for, for sure that I've been told many times by people in, by, Mon by native Montrealers that, it, you know, it's too complicated with me. And I, I, I really repeat, this is something very interesting. I repeat First of all, I'm not complicated, I'm complex. These are two very different notions. Mm -hmm. And secondly, um, th 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 those same attributes are actually considered to be qualities in other parts of the world. So Sure, okay. Yeah. So you have suitors out in Florida, you have some suitors here in New York City. <laughs> you're just an international girl, right? So well, just... first of all, I'm not a girl. Don't call me girl. Sure. Uh, like who said? Um, I'll I'll tell you what they call me at the Stonewall Inn. I love it now. I'm I'm a male male impersonator. Oh, nice! I love it. It's so true too. Uh huh. Yeah. It's like I'm an impersonation of a male that doesn't exist. So there you go. <laughs> Interesting. So <laughs> how would funny. you how would you um, identify your identity? Oh, I'm a man. He, you're a man. That just, just, just simply. Man. I mean, no, no, no other terms behind or in front. Mm -hmm. Just that's it. I'm a guy. I'm. Sure. I, I, I never wanted to be a girl. Uh, although some thought I did, but I didn't. Um, I'm a guy who likes art. Of, yeah. Would you say that you kind of bend the gender a little bit? Uh, I don't. I don't think that I. I don't think that I do. Okay. What I do is I think. Okay, that's ve that's a very interesting question, and you're the first one to ever ask me this. So I thank you, because. I mean, you certainly I are. To, like, you certainly are clever. Okay, uh, you know, I went to school to pay attention to people. No, I'm just kidding. I think the well, thing is, is that I think there's something very unique about people that are like. Sometimes you'll see like drag queens that. 
they they don't present as female. There are female aspects to their identity as like a drag persona, but it's also very like male as well. And I think that gender bending is like, you know, lots of people do it. I think we see it. I, I agree. I agree. But I don't think I do that. I think what I do is a representation Mm-hmm. An exaggerated representation of what I think a gay man would be in my dreams. Oh, very interesting. I don't do women. I don't do women. I do, I do men who like wearing eyeliner. I don't, I don't, I, you know, it's, it's not the same at all. It's not, it's sure. not one inch of femininity in my thinking. It's just, I am doing what I think is the epitome of some sort of mm-hmm. glamorous gay man. And I, I wear mink and I wear, you know, and I have my, I, I have like, sometimes I'll wear a, like a sequin scarf, but with a very, very mm-hmm. manly coat and just, and, but that's, that's to me, that's not feminine at all. That's just very, look, I'm a man in Hollywood and it's mm-hmm. over the top. I used to have a guy that I dated, and he won't mind me saying his name. His name mm-hmm. was Tim, and he was very Hi, much, if you're listening. Hi, are you Tim. single, Tim? I think he <laughs> might be. Timmy, he lives in San Francisco. You want to hear a funny story? So one of my girlfriends sends me a picture, and she says, I'm going on a date with this like very young guy. And um, I was like, who is this? Well, I'll show, I'll, uh, let, me, let me find this. So she sends me this picture and I'm going to show you the picture that she sends me. I need to find, but I'm like, oh, you're going on a date with Timmy. And she's like, um, she's like, no, she's like, oh my God. So I sent her a picture, which hold on just a second. Let me find her. Do, 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 do. I'm, oh, there we go. So she sent me a picture of him. I hate when my messages do this thing. You're going to love this. So there's something. Oh, so this is the guy that she sends a picture of that she's going on a date with. Right. So okay. I'm like, oh, you're going on a date with uh, with Tim. I was like, wow. that's his doppelganger, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we love Tem, but Tem was very much like this guy that was very, like, just guy, but he would wear, you know, he would present and, and just go, this is, we're just going to let it out. But there's always been, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very, you know, again, in, in culture, in different times, there have been different, I mean, the dandy was always, was not a woman. He was a man who wore very dapper clothing and who crossed his legs while smoking, you know, it, sure. it's just, it, it, it's, but it's, it was done in a manly way. There's no uh, bending of gender. And I think I do, that's exactly, that's exactly what I do. Really. Well, we, I just, so we love that. So you so I'm glad you do because you know that mink is expensive. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, right? Well, I'm a vegetarian, so I would you know, I watched this documentary. I used to be a full-fledged meat eater, and then I watched uh-huh. this documentary called My Octopus Teacher on Netflix. Uh-huh. And I literally gave up all meat products after, and I've been doing it for about 3 months. I've been a vegetarian okay. since then. Except for the, all right. Except for the, but anyways, well, you better wear except that. For, except for, well, Thanksgiving and I, I'm, I'm, I'm right now. The line is cutting so much that I, I don't understand the sentence. We need to, oh, I you said, need to repeat if you want me. So I said Thanksgiving and possibly Christmas is when I'm going to be eating meat again. Right. So I so well, okay. So now we digress. So now you're like, um, so 53 Christopher Street, it's such a little catchy. Yes. It's such a catchy little 
tune, right? So I'm glad. I'm really glad you like it. And you know, I'm. I it, it hasn't become a, a huge hit yet because we haven't had a chance to really promote it all that much. But I know that the the people at the Stonewall Inn sent us a lot of nice messages, and and I think that it's going to take on uh, as soon as we start doing it live. Yeah, I think Chance. it will as soon as everything that's that's happening, right? Like as soon as like the world goes back to normal, and I I feel like it will be. I think that COVID taught everybody to like cool their fucking jets and like calm shut down. That's very true. I th I think, and that's that's you're right to 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 say it, and you're right to. Um, I mean, we have to find positive, right? So I, yeah, I think you're right. That's one positive I mean, thing. So I had been working on this book. I had this manuscript for years. Like I sat down and I re like I got it published. I did. Wow. You know, like I was finishing up stuff that needed to get finished. Like I, you know, I was like, I'm going to use this time to really get organized. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that if more people use this time rather than saying, oh, my God, I'm in isolation. I mean, how many projects like the, there was this closet with all this shit up in the top. And I was like, we need to like clear this out. Have we touched any of this stuff in the closet? Right. So, I mean, it's very good. So, you know, we're going to use it to our advantage. Right. We use crisis to our advantage. And that's what, you know, I'm, you know, have been doing. But I'm glad. I'm glad you have. Uh, personally, I haven't done much. I have to say, but um, but I will. I'll say this though. I I, I don't. I didn't. I'm not. I don't want to. No. I don't want to seem insensitive. But I have been telling my. Um, I have a, a, a downstairs neighbor now. You see, I'm back to friendship. Uh, who's become my best friend because he lives. He lives on the third floor, and I'm on the fifth. And he, I call him my little brother. You know, he's a lot younger than I am, mm -hmm. um, and he borrows. He borrows my jackets sometimes. <laughs> And and I like we we were each other's one, you know, for a while. We were I, I'm alone, he's alone. We're like one person. So we would and and then I I tell him sometimes I don't really understand those who get bored or who feel so, you know. I it seems that there there would be always something to do. And and mm -hmm. like I've chosen to not do much, okay. But I wasn't bored and I wasn't feeling all that lonely. I, I just felt like okay, this is a time to really relax, and sure. you know, and it wasn't it wasn't that hard. I mean, of course, we miss touching other human human beings that that mm -hmm. you know we're not meant to be um, alone. But that 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 idea of being bored out of your mind, I I I I have to say that I'm sorry. I don't really understand it. There's always a book to read. There's always something. There you know, is, there's always something you can do. There is always a book to read. You know. Yeah. Um, I went through this, like, when I went through this very, like, tough breakup, I found a cuddle buddy, and I used to cuddle. What? So when really? I... Really? I found this, like, I went through this very tough breakup, and I found a person that I would go and cuddle with, and it wasn't sexual. We mm -hmm. would just kind of, like, hold each other, right? And it was very interesting, like... And and it reminded me, I mean, I only can imagine what people's experiences are when they are in these in these environments where they're, you know, we need that that attention. We need to be able to connect with other people. Yes. Yes. So I agree. You know. I agree. I guess that's that's the one thing that we were all kind of missing a little bit during the worst of it. But Aside from that, I, you know, again, I, I, I really think that so long as you've got your health and you know that you're going to eat, you know, stop complaining and bite the bullet, mm -hmm. you know, and just find some, some reason to smile about. And, you know, things always end up, you know, getting better for people like us, unfortunately. It's very terrible to say, but we live in some of the best parts of the world. I mean, I only. I mean, I think it is very difficult. I think when I hear people saying like, "I just don't," I'm like, when I was a kid, right? Like, we didn't have the internet. We had things like, yeah, exactly. You had people, right? 
But even then, exactly. I think it's really hard for a lot of people that are really struggling right now with their not being able to connect with the people that they love. And that's that, no, that's, that's exactly what I was saying. I don't want to seem um, like I, I don't have empathy because I really do. And it's just, but I was talking about my situation. I was talking about how I don't really understand um, whining that makes no, uh, that, that that's just superficial. Mm-hmm. Now, mental Illness, that's, that's something to be taken very seriously. And, and for people who are victims of it, I myself, for having been a victim of mental illness years ago, mm-hmm. um, I, 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 was, I know that, uh, say, when I was 20, I couldn't have really survived this pandemic so well. What, what, do you mind sharing what that was? Do you mind? I don't mind at all. I don't, I don't mind at all. I was, uh, I was just living through... Um, severe severe depression from you know i my mother died when i was on my fourth birthday or just a little bit before that was never resolved um i had uh, i was bullied in school i was beaten up i was spat on i was told i was nothing um that hadn't been resolved um and then i went into adult life with uh with like big holes in my heart and Mm. um and when my career that i started young it started okay, but then mm-hmm. when I got my first flop, my first musical flop, um, then everything exploded, and I had to go and clean up everything that you know, all of the mess that hadn't been taken care of, and that took at least ten years. So I could tell you that for ten years, mentally, I was really, really struggling, mm-hmm. and um, and and that you know, that a pandemic during those years for me would have been maybe uh, like the end of me because I was already suicidal as it was. You know, sure. So, well, and I understand. You know, I, I I think that you know, but but those are very real. You know, s- serious issues. Well, I mean, I think when people feel isolated, and when you already feel isolated, this would make you feel yes. even more isolated. I mean, it's, of course, it's difficult. Why? That's really the struggle of when we're living in a situation like this, like what does, what does it like, how do we, how do we come to terms with what we're dealing with in life? And I think that's mm-hmm. the thing I had people that were unemployed and yes, um, that is terrible. That is terrible. But then we're like, that's it. I was saying we're lucky because, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking for myself. I knew that I wasn't going to starve. You know, that's mm-hmm. one horrible thing when you don't know, if you're going to be able to afford rent next month, that is that is a trauma in itself. It's, well, yeah. it's very hard and to my, live that way. My fear is what is kind of happening right now, where so in the United States they've made it where people cannot be evicted, but the problem is is now so let's say you have two thousand dollars in rent. A month, well, and you go, you know, 12 months, you're thousands and thousands of dollars yeah. and people have been out. And the thing is, is if you ever get evicted in New York City, you're done. You can't get an apartment again. I mean, it's just right. like, and so the thing is, is that there's all these people that January 1st, um, right at the beginning of the year, their landlords are going to be able to start evicting people again. Okay. It's um it's so messy, right? So that's I mean, that's terrible. That's um did, did I, I here's a question are, are they uh, are these payments that are, you know, obviously, you know, the the, the debt is is rising, you know. Uh, are you you're not going to have to pay all at once? Oh no. I mean, they're going to try to get them these people to pay that have been out of work for a year. I mean, New York is a ghost town. It is yeah. like when you get on the train in the morning, literally there is the trains are empty. I mean, it's really, really weird right now. It's a great time if you're wow. trying to buy a home. So, so anyhow, enough depressing Christmas talk. Happy holidays, everybody. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so Van, what, what, yes. um, so you have an album that's coming out. So folks, Van, do you know you have a hundred and six thousand and five monthly listeners? Oh no, I, I did not. Yes, that is your statistic on Spotify. 
So well, that's... I won't be happy until it's a million, so I'm, I've still okay, got a little ladies, work on my plate. The, all, all the girls back home, you better get on there and looking up. You know, I'm, I'm... I, I really need you. I need you. I need to. Do, do you know how much? You know, do you know how much money you get from say? What did you say? Like it's a little bit over a hundred thousand listeners. What do, do you get? Like listeners? That, that would be like that would be get like getting uh, the equivalent of something like five hundred dollars at the end of the year. I need more followers. Okay, Follow me. We, I know. I know. That's what, folks. So if you're listening, just it's V A N Hesher. I was always saying Hector because like no, no, know, it's Hester. I know. So I'll never Hester. H E C H T E R and go online and you just you just hit the heart button and download it and then it's it's good. It's like it's very so who are your inspirations? Like who like who inspires you in the pop realm? Oh, I don't um I I I, I think that I I I always say this to friends and since we're friends now I'll tell you uh, after today folks I think yeah. that I've always had the same ideas I think that I've been inspired by a lot of music that I was listening to growing up Sure. I'm not saying that modern stuff doesn't inspire me mm -hmm. but that's not where I was built you know that's not where my imaginary was built it, my imaginary was built growing up mm -hmm. listening to a lot of disco a lot of soul a lot of Motown a lot of uh, mm -hmm. 50s jazz, some French songs because I am French after all. I'm half French, so there was a lot some French songs. So, and 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 mm -hmm. the thing is, you see, um, I think that my ideas were not considered good 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. I've I haven't changed my plan. I haven't. I was always writing the same types of songs, and 20 years ago, people would laugh at me. Mm -hmm. Now. It seems like it's time, and when I look at my following, the age the age group is seventeen to twenty five. Sure, sure. So that I mean, mm -hmm. they weren't even born when I was. You know, it's just my fans weren't born. That was my okay. problem twenty That's years ago. What I'm saying about my, I have one monthly listener. I'm on me and radio. <laughs> um, I have one monthly <laughs> listener, so you know it's. Um, so I, you know, my album, I always do this thing where I listen to it like um, a year. It's like eight years old. So I always like listen to it like uh, every year on the date that I, I thought I was going to be super cool and release it on 12, 12, 12. So this year it was like, oh. so, you know. Um, but I think I might have sold one album. I have one. Well, okay, listening. you got to send me the link then. I'll, 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 you know. I will. But, um, you know, I thought I was sitting there and I, you know, I was just rummaging through and, you know, my fans just haven't been born yet. Right. I love that. My fans. But, I, it's, they, but, they, but now that I see, you know, and it was, it's, it's the same. I, I, I saw it mostly at the Stonewall Inn, to be honest. I, I saw who was cheering the first time I sung there. And I thought, these people are 21. That's sure. the problem. You know, that was the problem. When I was trying to, you know, push mm -hmm. some of my ideas, I was with the wrong crowd. And and I just, so, I mean, I suppose it pays to be stubborn, right? Sure. So you, you speak English, you speak French, right? Yes. So one of my favorite French singers is Christine and the Queens. Uh huh. Okay. I love her. So, have you ever thought about doing a French album, like doing a? Uh, yeah, I did a French song, which is an anti-homophobia song, um, and actually, on the album with Chance, mm -hmm. we decided to, re you know, to redo the song in English, mm -hmm. and I added lyrics for him. Um, it's mm. going to be on, on the on the 2021 album uh, in French. It was called Le Fif Famlet pour Mec PD, and I just I just translated the the title. Seriously, that's that's going to be the title. I know it's a bit harsh, but it goes like so: Sissy Faggot Half Man Poof. Mm, I love that. It's it's a, it's, a, it's a song. It's an anti-bullying song, and so I guess now you'll have the two versions. You can listen to it in French or in English. It was Chance's choice. He he really wanted 
to do that song. It's a, uh, and I mm -hmm. said, well, I, it's in French, you know, I don't know. And he's like, well, let's do a, he, he said, let's do an English version of it. And I was like, all right. All right, that's, that's not a bad idea. Well, I'm so excited. So you do have, so I'm just looking here. So you have quite a bit of like, you, I mean, you've been, you have one in, you, I'm just looking over all of your like, your albums. Mo a lot of these are singles, right? Yeah, The Delight is a single. <laughs> 53 Christopher Street is a single. Looking they're all going to be put these are two the two songs that are actually going to be part of the part of the album um that's coming out in june uh -huh. you know it's just it's just we we released them to test you know it was test release we we, we didn't know what we were doing we were just you know uh, i met chance and then we became friends very quickly then i did the stonewall in thing he is so uh, you know it was just it was just very random it was, uh, and then and then i came you know after that's that song 53 christmas street uh, was released I said, oh, that's great. We should do another song. And Chance says, let's do an album. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was just so. So these releases, you know, the release of The Delight was just a test. I mean, mm -hmm. are we fools? I mean, let's. But but the response is good. So now we're kind of more confident. Well, if you ever need a power ballet, I'm the one. I'm like the Christine Aguilera of the group. OK, I don't know. I I. I, I I can't do I, I told I you know. I really can't help you in that department I, I can't write like that I just wish <laughs> I could write pop songs I I have never been able to like you know who is the most talented pop song writer Taylor Swift oh she's very very good she is very very good she's she very knows good. the formulaic like how to write a song like if you say in the new ones, in the new ones, I agree. Um, but but I will. I mean, I don't know if people will dislike me for this. Um, I, I, because I have a few friends who hate me for loving her. But I actually find that no no no. But the the person I'm about to 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 to, to name now. Um, I I think Taylor Swift is one. Mm -hmm. But then someone else that you know my friends hate. Most of my friends hate. But I just love her. I think she's brilliant at writing. Is um is Katy Perry. Okay. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I think she is so efficient. I think that these lines, these hooks that she comes up with. Mm. I mean, I wasn't inspired by her because I was writing way before I knew her. Sure. But I love the hooks. And she's so I find her so intelligent because it's it's always innuendo. There's always a there's a, there's a you get you got you get your you know, I love that you have your candy. Mm. And then underneath there's something more serious. Mm hmm. Yeah, I you know, I love all those girls. You know what one of the best albums and I've said this over and over again and I'll say it again. Yeah, okay, so an undiscovered gem is Solange, which is Beyonce's uh -huh. sister. She yes. is she has an amazing she has some albums out and I actually prefer her over Beyonce. You do. But the because it sounds very like nineties, right? Um, yes, yes. But one of the most creative albums that I had encountered, there are the one of the most creative albums that I had encountered within the mainstream mm -hmm. was Beyonce's Lemonade. Yes, it was fantastic. I but agree. It didn't win any awards. Maybe because maybe because her husband was trying to take down the music industry. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But but I agree that it was very very good and it didn't get the recognition it deserved. I agree with that. Uh -huh. um, you know. I, you know. I'm also a huge fan of 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 course uh, Dua Lipa because I think she's. I, I just think she's fantastic. Uh, she's uh -huh. uh, that's another. I don't know who her team of writers are, but I think that they're they're sensational in terms of writing. And then Lizzo because fuck okay it. so i've been watching the new um i've been watching selena yeah the um the series on netflix yep. my god yep. they did a one in a part two we're waiting for part two to come out like i'm like i'm like what happened what happened i'm like trying to get to really? the end and they did a part one but she was she wanted to do nothing more than an english album and she was actually from texas but mm -hmm. they were like you can't break into the industry unless you do totally spanish right interesting. that's interesting so anyhow imagine, that's very interesting mm. but she might not be the the who she is so anyway so you guys 
53 Christopher Street, you can download up on the Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you download your music, okay? But there is an album also um, that is a Love Elastic that was released this year. So you did do a project in 2020. Uh, well, no, it was, it was, it, it, I, I did, but it was already, you know, it was done. So, and okay. the, the dates were out there. I, the, the record label in New York City was releasing yeah. it, whether, you know, so that's it. And I love that, I love that my record label is in, is in New York City. It gives me an excuse to visit more often. Who is uh, your- They're called Laf- La- Lafayette Street Records. They're okay. very cool. Uh, but we, we the date was set, and I wasn't going to not you know not. I mean, a release is is fine. I couldn't have two, you know. I couldn't have two during mm-hmm. a pandemic. So we pushed one, and then we pushed one to twenty twenty one, and then this one came out, and I, I like mm-hmm. the response. It's it's. Uh, I'm very I'm very moved. Uh, one of the songs was a number one on a on a Chicago radio station. Oh, nice. Which was, which was cool, yeah. So for, the folks, and, uh, for the folks back home in Indiana. Uh, yes, well, re- I know, that's it. That, that's when, when, when you said earlier, I was thinking, hey, Chicago, you really helped me out because you, you, you turned my Love Elastic into a, into a number one for, I think, two or three weeks. So that was, you, that was very uplifting, you know. I was doing my push-ups at home, um, waiting for the pandemic uh, news, t- and 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 then I got I you know someone said hey you're number one and you know mm-hmm. it gave me uh, the courage to do another set of a hundred you know. Okay, so you, don't <laughs> stop day. there. Go to one fifty. Okay, so <laughs> so Van, it's been absolutely so. How do people find you? So I'm gonna do some link connecting. Um, All right, but so Van Hester. Uh, H-E-C-H-T-E-R. You can uh, find, just type in 53 Christopher Street and you will be all the way taken to uh, Van's page and all of his other songs. And make sure you go in and like it so we can have a million views and he can eat at the end of the month, right? So, yes, yeah. I don't need to eat much. I, I, I like to stay really lean, but one meal a day is nice. So, uh, yeah, I need that million. Okay, so... The- <laughs> You need more than the McRib at McDonald's, okay? Do you guys have McDonald's? I don't even. Oh, please! I don't even go near that place. That I haven't had any. The, no junk has entered this body in at least twenty-five years. Okay, I've been. I struggle, but you know what? I I was so hungry. I'm gonna leave us with the story. So the other okay, day, okay, okay, I'm I you're for I'm like going over the Queensboro Bridge. So me and Chauncey yes. actually live in the same neighborhood. He lives in Astoria. I live in Astoria. So yes. I'm like riding the city bike over the Queensboro Bridge. And I'm like, I'm like, I want some uh, Beyond Burger over at Burger King. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, riding my <laughs> city bike over to the Burger King. So it was real. It was so nice, you know. Um, but yeah, so it's been wonderful having you on the show. It's been so wonderful to talk to you finally, and I hope we do it again. Let's let, let's try to do it again when I release the when we release the um, the full album okay. in, the, in in June. And I will continue to use Fifty Three Christopher Street on the beginning and the end as the intro and the extra to this podcast until I get a cease and desist. It's <laughs> it's 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 an honor. It's oh, an honor for thank us. Thank you so much, Van. So again, I love you. So the Van, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Hopefully, we get to actually meet in person. I know I sent the folks to the folks. I sent him a, a message. I was like, "Hey, I just want I I like use this for the episode from when me and Chauncey and like we're d- d- if you don't want me to use it anymore, I'll I'll stop." And you were like, "Oh, it's so nice. I love what you do." So, anywho, maybe I do. You know, um. So thank you so much. So again, oh, my pleasure. Um, 53 Christopher Street. Uh, you can, my name is Dr. Richard Mills, and you can, um, yeah, so my, this is Talk Sex with Deck, and Van Hester has been on the show today. Thank you, Van, again. Um, so bye bye. 53 Christopher Street can be downloaded on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your music. So, yeah, so make sure you take care of yourself and each other and 
Let's get through this coronavirus without the McRib, okay? Without going, <laughs> stopping by that McDonald's. So, all right, guys. Well, uh, until next time, make sure you take care of each other and someone else. I'll be in Los Angeles for the remainder of the holiday season. Going to take a, a red eye out there and by the end of the weekend. So, I'll talk to you later. Bye. I was looking for my soul DJ Chauncey Dundridge gave it back to me Every night, every night, every night I go Every night, every night, every night I go